It's the 9th of June 2023 on a Darling Harbour Piermont and you can hear the construction work in the background. I'm on an excursion with some students and we're going to look at Piermont um, from the perspective of urban renewal for the HSC geography. Next time you'll hear me I'll be talking to the students when we start the procedure and the excursion. Okay, that's all for me for the time being. Bye for now. Okay, this here was developed in 1988 for a long time ago for the Bicentenary of Australia, 1788 to 1988, 200 years. And what they did was, is this whole area was, you see that hotel over there, the Piermont Hotel, the one you were, that you were under just before there, see that old style building? There, were, there was a pub on every corner and this was a wharf area where all the ships used to come in for the wheat and the, for the wheat and the sheep going out of Australia and product coming into Australia. What happened then was this, well Sydney mainly, what happened then was is, is that they decided that these finger wharfs, which we're going to look at now, the ones on this side here, we weren't very efficient and they built what was called roll-on, roll-off wharfs, like they had over here at Barangaroo on the other side. And what, they, what that enabled was the ships to come in on the side, they would have containers six high, they'd have forklifts and they'd just pull them off nice and easily. In the old days, they used to come in, back the ship in or front the ship in, and you'll see a bit later on, they would just manually drag stuff on and off the boats. And then the workers would live in this area. This was a really, really working class area where people just worked and lived here because you didn't have to, you didn't catch a train like we've done from the northwest of Sydney to here to go to work. You lived where you worked, all right? That was the thing that was different. So then what happened was in 1988, they completely redeveloped this area in terms of urban renewal and got rid of all the old style manufacturing industries. If you've been to UTS Uni, if you've wandered around there, when you wander around universities, the University of Technology, you can see they've got the old building facades of warehouses and the universities that behind them are new. And so this is what this is about. This is a classic example of urban renewal from over 30 something years ago and now they've just knocked down the whole lot and they're starting afresh. So this is the first example I want to share with you. So that's a really, really important point. So on your map, when we get to this, it's referring to this little section here, which we're going to call it the southeast, and that becomes your introductory point when you start writing your essays on this. So I don't know what I'm going to pause. So we're at Piermont Bay Park and Piermont Bay Wharf, which is the first one next to the, the bridge from um, Darling Harbour to the city. And what you've got here is this, is let's just look at first of all, you've got to imagine this was an old fashioned wharf. That's the starting point. Then the next thing is, let's see what's here. On the bottom of the map, okay, in the southwestern corner of the map, you'll see Piermont Bay Park. That is behind you just there. It doesn't show you, but on the other side of the road just there, what you have is Star City. So right, that's Star City. All right, so that's a major gambling complex, but it's a very major tourist spot as well. Okay, so you need to write that there. Star City is underneath it. Now, in terms of the notes for urban renewal, what we have here is, because it is the wharf closest to Darling Harbour, it's a wharf that basically is a tourist wharf. All right, it's adjacent to the Maritime Museum, which is just there. It actually houses all the products that are in okay, the Maritime Museum. So they, don't, they have rotating displays in the Maritime Museum. So in there, they've got warehouses, so they'll bring out other, other touristy type things to look at. If you look on the, 
the southern side of the wharf, you can see an old style ship from the 19th century. All right, so this whole wharf here fits into urban renewal, touching into tourism in the area. If you have a look right behind you, you've got the Australian Maritime Museum pillars just here, taught referring to all the different types of, okay, ocean life. So that's what this wharf is about. Now, what we're going to do is, we're just going to walk up the, le the left-hand side of it, not the right. But if you have a look on the southern side of it just here, what do you notice there? You'll see the railway lines that I was referring to. So when this was a finger wharf in the old days, and this is what has turned it from renew the renewal side of it is, the train lines were there, there was a shunting line into here, the trains would come in here, and the boats that were moored there, they would just put their product, they take their produce off, or they put their produce on the boat, and that's what this was. So we're going to look at the three parts. Now, to remind you, we're thinking of Sydney in terms of the areas of Sydney, the Harbour City, the River City, and the Parkland City. In terms of the area, we are looking at the Harbour City here now. The next part of it is, we look in Sydney in terms of space, in terms of the districts. The districts of Sydney are like the northwest where we live, the west of the Penrith area, the southwest of Liverpool. We're going to classify this, this district of Sydney as the inner city. It's part of the city, city of Sydney Council, if you want to write that down. It's the City of Sydney Council. So that's the terminology you need to use. Now within the inner city area, the Sydney City of Council, we have the suburb of Piermont. Now Piermont we've broken down into our precincts and the map shows you the precincts. We are now looking at the precinct of what we call Piermont East Precinct and Piermont East Precinct is made up of from the southern end, it's on the edge of Darling Harbour, you have, you have Piermont Bay Wharf, then you have Darling Island Wharf, then you have Jones Bay Wharf and that makes up the East Piermont Precinct. The next precinct that you'd write about in an essay with paragraphs would be the Piermont Point Precinct, which we'll get to in about three quarters of an hour. Then the next precinct after that would be the Piermont West Precinct, which we'll get to a bit later. And then the final one is the Ridge Precinct, which is along Harris Street, which is the road goes all the way through Piermont, Ultimo, and eventually to Sydney University. Then we will duck down through the town square back to Darling Harbour. So that is the context of where we're going now, and this is the first of the three piers inside the East Precinct. And you get this really clear in your head, you've got the structure for your essay, because the purpose of this is, is one bullet point, and the bullet point is the study of a suburb and it's urban, an example of urban renewal. And what's the urban renewal? Rhetorical question, okay? That's an urban dynamic. So the urban dynamic we are studying is urban renewal, but, because we are here, if you look over there and around us, there's also urban consolidation, but it is an urban renewal focus, all right? So that's what we're gonna do now. We're gonna have a little peek now of this area, then we're gonna to move to the second pier, which is Darling Island, and it was an island. So you're gonna try and work out how it worked. All right, we are still in the, um, the East Precinct of Piermont, but we're now looking at the second wharf. So in your notes here, what evidence is there? Of, you need to have a little code. So the first one, if you want to write next to it, was P, Piermont Bay Wharf, PBW. 
Good, well done, okay? This one here is the DI Wharf, Darling, Darling Island, okay? So, at the westernmost end, or at the base of this wharf, is Star City, very much Star City. You can see it there now behind you, okay? At the beginning of it, before the park is Dalton House, just here. Now that flicks, if you go back to your second page of the document, now we're talking about the economic character in terms of a function site, restaurant for people to use, okay? At this point, there's no evidence of residential land use, but the key thing about this is it's called Darling Island, and we'll go to it in a moment, but on the other side of Dalton House, okay, is a, a park. That park was actually where the water was and it's been reclaimed to turn the island into a wharf. All right? So Darling Island is the second wharf or pier or area within the East Precinct, which we're going to have a look at. When we get into the park, what you will see then is it's got the cultural place we talked about before with a maritime influence and it will have certain types of professional businesses there. Okay, you'll see things like Channel 7, Google used to be here, so the very high-tech companies were located here. The other thing about this particular wharf is, it actually also has, if you look at it, there's a Darling Island Park um, on the, at the base of it, and Ballarat Park, spelled differently to Victorian Ballarat, in the northern, northeastern side, okay, of it. And that there is connected to a whole series of residential apartments. The final thing to notice about this one is, is whereas the northern side of Piedmont Bay Wharf has the, the moorings for the ships, there's nothing on the south side of it. And when we go over to the northern side of it, you'll see if there's any moorings for ships of residents who live in the area or people in Sydney who pay mooring to stay here. Okay? So this is the second wharf area of Piedmont, Piedmont East, okay, the precinct. And we're going to have a look here and what this tells us about urban renewal in this space. So as you go through, let's have a closer look and we'll be able to do some more on that. So that's all from me for the time. Okay, we are now at the um, Darling Island section of the park that's there. To our right, you can see Channel 7. Behind me is Channel is um, the Google. The Google is moving to White, White Bay a bit later on. They're building something there. And what you have here then, I'm jumping around a bit, but that that reflects the professional services and the commercial industries in the area. Once again, that second page, where you talk about the second thing, changing economic character, nature and location of commercial industrial development. So it's about the commercial land that's here. Fits into it. And now you've got some specific names of places. You've got Channel 7, you've got Google. And as we walk through here, I want you just to make a note of the names of the companies that have these little boutique suits, suites on the right-hand side just here. Now, when we get to the other half where the road is, you'll see there are residential apartments just there, and the park I was referring to is at the end, which we'll walk to there. Now, the cultural place here, what are we noticing? Maritime, again, you can see the, the big wooden fixtures made out of piers, all right? We have a park that has really, really, really old trees. Now, whether these trees were original or not, they're not wide enough, but it's definitely reflective of what Sydney was like at that time. Now the other thing you may have noticed in terms of lifestyle for here is when we came in there were the, um, the um, I'm going to call go-get bikes, what are the bikes, the, you, the bikes you can hire? 
it's, it's like the Uber of bikes, basically. You can pick a bike up here and you can actually just ride it to somewhere else and dump it and go from there. You will also notice as we walk through here, you will see down there, you'll see um, Uber cars and um, go-get cars that you can just pick up and drive. A lot of people here don't have garret parking spaces because there's actually no basement because this is water underneath. So all the parking's at the top level, all right? So they tend not to have cars. If they do, it'll be a, at a premium. Car spaces here will be the cost of probably you know, apartments in different areas of Sydney, studio apartments. Now, the other thing I'd like to point to, which we'll have a look at now while I'm recording for you, is over on the right-hand side of that building just there, okay, I need you to go down to the last one called the, growth, the GDFE, the Growth Development Future Trends and Ecological Sustainability. When we go over there on the way out, you will see they've got a recycling water plant. So the water that's on this island is actually recycled, okay? Now, as an island, it's, a, it's an urban island, you can't really see it as an island, but basically the buildings here use a water reticulation system for the residential area that's just here and for the recreational area which we're talking about just here. Once again, that fits into the category of the culture of place. So this one here touches on the social from the sort of a higher socioeconomic people who live in the area. It touches on the economic character in terms of commercial um, enterprises that are here. It touches on residential land from the point of view that it's actually urban renewed high density living, not too high density, probably medium density because they're apartments three stories high. The cultural place is still consistent with a maritime theme, but it does reflect the people who live and work here. All right, and then finally, the evidence of any sort of ecological sustainability you'll be able to refer to in the water recycling thing we'll have a look at later on. So once again, we're in this area here. When we talk about urban renewal, you can talk about urban renewal you know, from different points of these syllabus aspects. So that will do for this bit. We'll have a bit of a walk up through here, have a look at the park, take a photo of Barangaroo from the other side, then we'll double way our way back down the northern side of the, the Darling Island Wharf, and then we go to the next one, which is Jones Bay, which is very different. Now, I really, really like this here. We're at Ballarat Park now on the, um, on the tip of um, Darling Island. Now, what's beautiful about this is, is this, is you can see the Harbour Bridge, you can see, you can see Barangaroo, you can see the, the long, the, see how it's a long flat wharf there type effect. You need to imagine this area as having finger wharfs like this, one, two, three, but another eight or nine of them there. If you go to Miller's Point up the end there, they're actually still called, there's still some finger wharfs that are there. If you've ever been to the rocks on the other side of the Harbour Bridge, and they have, they have, um, they have reception centres and things like that for events. Yeah. One thing I want to, this is the best by one, two, three, where we are at the point here, all these are residential places and two parks where people can sit and come with their children. And as I said, when I came here last year with the 2021 students on a Saturday, this place was a buzz with kids running around, kicking footballs, the rest of it, scooters here, because all the people in the apartments with young kids, you know, they're not dinks, double incomes with no kids. They're actually double incomes with no kids who have got children and haven't moved out. So they've stayed in the area. This area doesn't have university students. When we get up into the spine or the ridge, you'll see the university type accommodation. So this is the second pier of the East Precinct of Darling Harbour, sorry, my apologies, Piermont. Okay, of the four of them we're looking at, which is in the Harbour City. See where we're going with this? We're getting our hierarchy right, going down the line. 
Now, as we go around the corner here, you can see the boat that's just there, okay? We're gonna see, okay, the northern side of the pier and what we have here in terms of the lifestyle, okay, of the people who live here. I'll pause that there. So what we are now is we're on the northern side of Darling Island. Now this is very different. You can see here, um, once again, I won't ask you, but the, the, um, the wharfs here, the boats that are here are very different to the boats on the other side. The boats on the other side were more um, uh, boats for residents who could afford large boats. These boats here on the other side of the start of Jones Bay Wharf, they fit into the category of cruise boats. So all the cruise boats are allocated here. Before we go over to Jones Bay Wharf, I want you to have a look at the base between the two of them. Notice now before we had, we, before we had Star City and a more gentle gradient upper slope, what we have here is a totally different setup. The wharves are butted right up against, okay, the sandstone ridge of the ridge area of Piermont, okay? If you have a look up there, you can see the terrace style houses there that have been rebuilt. You can see the sheer wall that's been reinforced. It used to be a quarry, if you're not sure of the history. This area provided the sandstone for the building of the sandstone colonial properties over on the city. So that's why it was the, it was the core of manufacturing and working in Sydney. And with that came the type of work that was there that's very different to it now. So at the base of it, if you look later on, I'm going to show you, you can see low down, you see there's an apartment just there on the low level. That is a really skinny apartment. Like it's, it sort of goes long like this and the wall behind it is a sheer wall. So you have a different sort of residential approach there. So we are going to go now off Darling Island. We'll go past the, um, the water reticulation place that I told you about. And the next time we talk, we'll be at the base of Jones Bay Wharf and we'll look at that. And that is the last wharf of the East Precinct. And as you said, you can see the different companies there now. Semcom, ClickView, which we use at schools, just down there. Did you say you saw Healthy Harold or something? Yeah. Did you saw Healthy Harold there? So you've got all the different ones there. And then the beauty about this is you're going to get real insight in Jones Bay. You can see in the middle of it, there's a parking area, which used to be where the trains came in, and you'll have a look at that. So that's the next stop. Okay. So I pause. All right, it tells me here I'm at Sydney Lyric, which is interesting, but we're actually at Jones Bay Wharf now. This is the third wharf of the East Piermont Precinct. The, I, you need to sort of flick to the second page now and go to residential, the second row. Behind you are the three-story three apartments I told you about that abut to the sheer sandstone wall that's been reinforced by concrete now. So the residential living off the pier, at, the, at least at this sea level point, is at the base of the ridge. So that's one thing. Jones Bay Wharf, as distinct from the first two we looked at, is very different. The first one had the Maritime Museum type um, feel about it, tourist feel about it. The Darling Island one had a mixture of high-end businesses, Google and Seven, which doesn't seem to be here anymore. Um, but also had the recreational parks and had a, a lot of res residential areas. Jones Bay Wharf doesn't have any evidence of residential areas. It's got another, another venue for Dalton House at its base. And as we walk along it, you will see there are a whole lot of professional suites 
we pass click view, we'll go to pass click view and a few others. Once again, I need you to take the names of those businesses, even if you don't know what they are, then you'll do a Google search when we're back at school to find out what the type of industries. But they're going to be professional industries, they're going to be architectural firms, they're going to be consultants, they're going to be sort of professional-based consultancy industries, not so much in the commercial space, definitely not in the manufacturing space. And then when we get around the other side, we'll see if there's any wharfs here um, in relation to the boats that have been moored here. Now the thing that's different between this wharf and the other two wharfs we've looked at is through the middle, it shows you where the trains used to come in. And on the left hand side of the wharf, it has an upper gantry, you can see it here. The boats would come in, they'd be tall ships just here, and they would roll on and off their product here to this. And it would go into the middle of this wharf area here where the car park is, which I'll show you now, dumped onto trains or taken off trains and then moved to different areas of Sydney. So this is where the renewal focus has come in, but this wharf is very different to the other ones. And remember, we're only in the East Precinct at the moment. So there's probably not much more to do except for walk up and around and make a note of the different businesses are here. So you have the detail in your short answers in your essays when we start talking about this. Remember the bullet point is the suburb. Okay, the urban dynamic is urban renewal. Okay, we'll stop there. Okay, let's go. Recording. All right, so we've moved on from the East Precinct. We are now on page page seven, the Piermont Point Precinct. Okay, and it's basically the end of the peninsula on the map. If you look at it, okay, we are transitioning now out of the professional commercial area and into the residential area of Piermont. And the residential area of Piermont is very different now to what it was. Let's just go back in time to have a think about it. You will see evidence of old working class cottages here. You will see evidence of old pubs on corners because they were open, early openers or 24 seven after work. And the workers would go there and have a few beers and then all get ready to go to the next trip wherever they might be going on their boats. Okay, so we've got that side of it to consider. This park is known as Pirama Park, P-I-R-R-A-M-A Park. That's the name of it. And what we have here now is that we have a lot of evidence of recreational, cultural activities provided for the residents. So it actually, if you want to flick the page, we've got the same table. We're talking about the third row, okay, um, on Cultural Place. Now, what is the evidence to include in your essays? First of all, you've got the Sydney Harbour Marine Park Authority or the Harbour Foreshore Authority's um, Harbour Walk. You can see the, the boards there where people are walking. You can see the lady with a dog walking a dog, a guy went through with a bike a minute ago. Behind you, you can see that there's inclusive play equipment for kids and also a gym. So they've got, they've got moving workstations throughout the park, okay? You can see it's broken up into areas of different green spaces with benches to sit on. You can see over, we went through it before. There was sheltered in amongst the trees over there with some nice little park benches with tables where people would sit on. Why is this all in this location? Because if you look to your left, you can see the higher density of living that's here now. We're gonna go up into that there. Those apartments there were, were part of CSR, the sugar refinery, which were completely knocked down 
some of it retained and high-rise apartments built, and that's the West Precinct, which we'll go to later on. Behind us over there, essentially, that's Balmain. That peninsula there is Balmain. The big boat there, Pacific Adventure, it's a mooring for a P&O cruiser. And then over here, this section here is where boats used to come in. I remember we used to see cars come on and off boats there, containers, onto the containers and onto, onto trucks to containers and onto car yards. And then there's Glebe Island Bridge that's just there. So we can see there, we're on the point of the whole peninsula. This whole area is completely recreational. If you don't live in the area or you're not a sort of a local tourist, like be a tourist in your own city, you're not going to come here. You will come here because you live here. And you come to these locations because you spend a lot of time living in apartments. And if you live in an apartment, you want to get outside. And that's what this whole cultural place is about now. This whole area of Piermont, this area here before we go into the West Breast Precinct, is the recreational area, the place where people can relax. It's the place where people can meet and gather. It's even a place where people can swim. I'll show you where the pool is in a minute, okay? So this is the sort of the point area of it. It's the second major paragraph in an essay where you start talking about the urban renewal and the urban renewal provision of recreational activities for people who live in here, in the area. That's where you sort of bring this together. Now, as we go through here, make a note of what facilities and services are made available because urban renewal in this area is provide services and facilities for people who live here. And those services and facilities are to meet the needs of those people who live here at the moment. If you just walk my way just a little bit, you can see over here, come with me. <laughs> okay, because we won't, it's hard to see this when we're in it. Behind you is, is the, the ridge precinct. You can see it's up the ridge, it's the top of the basically, it's all been excavated quarry out this side here from hundreds of years ago. You can see the high rise apartments on the top. If you look here, Harris Street just ends there, there's a, a, a truck coming down just there. It's got a gentle gradient up to it. That's the ridge that runs through, or the spine that runs through Piermont, Ultimo, and eventually arrives at Parramatta Road near Victoria Park at Sydney University. Now, the point I want to make here is, you see those, that accommodation that's just there? The, um, the sandstony colour with a red tinge, an iron oxide tinge to it. What you will see is they were the first of what they called affordable housing built in the area. Because people who've lived here for generations, okay, weren't necessarily wealthy people that lived here now, but they didn't want to move people on. So what they did was is they, they developed a series of affordable housing where people could live in there, okay? It used to be called Housing Commission, but now it's just basically called affordable housing and the government sometimes provide this accommodation. I'll show you some places where there have been some ladies. It was ladies the last time I was here and a couple of gentlemen who have lived here the generationally for hundreds of years, a couple of hundred years, families, and they haven't been moved on and their older cottages are still there or have been moved into more modern ones. Okay, to your right you can see here people going canoeing in kayaks. Got people here now with their boats, a simple boat, okay, with the Swiss flag on it, which is basically, this is the sort of recreation that people do. It still has a maritime feel to it, okay, but that's what we're doing. We will go over and have a look where people swim in the harbour, not that I would do it. Then we'll go across where the play equipment is, and there's a little bit of a cafe there that might be, you can have morning tea there. Any questions? No, you've all been quiet. Okay, that'll do. I'll stop. Okay, we're on the western side now of the Piermont, um, 
Point precinct. To your left, you can see the, the play equipment for young kids to play on. You can go and have a bit of a play if you want to later on. Okay. Um, and what it does then, obviously, it's really reinforcing the point that it's no longer only dinks that live in Piermont, double income, no kids. Okay. There are people now with young families. They've been here. Okay. Probably one, maybe two kids. Some of them have got. I've got friends who've got kids in this location or have had friends in this location in the past. Okay. And so what you'll end up with is they've got services and facilities. To your right, you can see there's a little more of a local cafe, very different to the cafe we saw at the base of James, Jones, Jones Bay Wharf. This is a little, probably more affordable. It's definitely more a local feel about it. You can see people standing in the sun. We've seen people jogging around the area. We've seen a couple of people jogging now. Behind you, you can see where people go swimming. You can see where they step down into the harbour, just there to go swimming if they want to cool off in summer. So you can see that a lot of work's been done to improve the cultural place for the residential aspects of Piermont. So it's quite significant. So the next step is, is we, we're going to slowly, we're at, the, we're at the northern end of Harris Street, which extends there where that um, active tree removal truck is for doing pruning of the trees. Up that hill, it's a gradual climb, and then it goes right through to the spine of Piermont. So on the right-hand side or the western side, we will go first to the, Pier, to the Piermont West Precinct. It's not very easy to see it, but you'll have to sort of look at it from this perspective. It's more of what you see there, high-rise apartments. But we'll go up high and have a look what it looks like, the density of living. Last time we were here, I spoke to a lady who was walking her dog with the other students, and she had moved here from the eastern suburbs. So she'd lived on the eastern suburbs in an apartment there, and she decided she wanted to come to Piermont. So the demographic is shifting. It's not just um, young professionals. There were these people who were retiring out of whatever accommodation they had in the eastern suburbs, but wanted to be here. I asked her, and she told me, where did she live? And she said, I lived on the second top floor. So she's come here, gone for. Okay, we are now at, we are now at Piermont Ridge, which is a bit hard to explain. We're on page 10. We're going to come in and out of this section. Basically, this is Point Road, and Point Road runs into Harris Street. We're going to sort of go out of it up Jones Street into the West Precinct and double back. So note-taking is going to be a little, bit, a little bit sporadic here. The thing about this is, is that you really get to see here the old and the new, because they've done the old in a heritage way. Look at these cottages just here. You can see these would have been the original size cottages in the area. So probably rebuilt, the whole area was razzed in the 90s, but they've rebuilt them in kind. Down the bottom there, we passed the wooden one, okay? It was a, a weatherboard type property, a small little cottage that would have been here. This whole street and whole area would have been full of all those apartments. Sorry, not apartments, little, little standalone places. In terms of the um, renewal along the ridge, basically when we come backwards and forwards along the ridge, this road, Look what services and facilities are here. So we've got pubs, we've got restaurants, we've got cafes, we've got Club Lime, which I don't know what it is just there. We've got um, more cafes there, we've got a grocery store there, and when we get to Town Square, we'll have more evidence of these sort of facilities and services provided in this community. To the, to the western side, you can see the high-rise apartments built on the CSR site. The CSR site was the sugar refinery. And Len Lease went into a deal with CSR and what they did was is they completely knocked down large portions of the sugar refinery. The sugar would come from far north, far north coast, come down here, it would go then 
into the refinery and be processed, and then the products that come from sugar would be there for it. What you would have then is, now they've knocked a lot of all that down, they've kept some heritage aspects of it, and all these apartments have people in them obviously, but there are services and facilities here for those people in the area. And so that's what the focus needs to be on that side of things there. So that's what I'm trying to focus on now, but then we're going to duck out of the ridge area and go into the West Precinct area, which is essentially all the high-rise apartments in Piermont. All oh, right. Yeah, this is the light rail. So what we have here is this, is that they didn't just build the light rail. What they did was is that they piggybacked the old freight rail. So this is the example of the old freight rails that used to come in here to the walls that we're talking about. In the 1920s in Sydney, well before your parents and probably your grandparents' time, they used to have trams. And then it took to the last 10 years, they, re they basically put the trams back in again through George Street. Never, they had them, they got rid of them, and now they brought them back. And what the trams did in Sydney at that time was it, it linked the areas that didn't have the railway. But then when buses came, the buses started to link the areas that didn't have the railway, so they had the competition. But the light rail now and the trams in the CBD are all a product of this urban renewal in the area. This is a great shot just here. You can see where the light rail goes through, but these would have been the old freight train lines which serviced the whole area. And that photo you took there, it's called the South Scott Street Plaza Bank area. That's where we are now. Okay, now we're on the corner of John Street and Point, Point Street or Harris Street. You can hear the bus going by. You can see evidence of smaller terraces now in um, John Street, just there. But behind me, what's more interesting is you can see the Piermont Point Hotel. They've tried to keep it in character by keeping the sandstone facade. All the, all the, all the places in this era would have been based, built of sandstone because this was a sandstone quarry. Last time I was here, and it's only 12 months ago, this pub, I don't... I'm with a local resident of Piermont, Glenn Burns, um, and I've thought he's got some time to tell us what it's like to live in Piermont and where he's come from or why he's come here. Hello, Glenn, thanks for joining me. Not a problem, Martin. Good to be with you. Thank you. Um, how long have you been living in Piermont, Glenn? Uh, ten years now, uh, just on ten years, and um, four years prior to that in the city, for in the inner city, but um, Piermont, ten years. So, whereabouts in the inner city did you live first? Circular Quay, down... Circular um, Quay, wow. Yes, Toaster. Toaster, and I yeah. spent um, four years there, um, and then moved from there to Piermont. So what was the main reason why you left the Toaster? Part of my work, I still, I still um, need to drive a car, and getting, to be honest, getting out of the inner city at times during the day, and different times during the day, um, it was... Uh, it was unreliable in the sense that you never knew what um, if there was an issue on the grid, uh, it impacted the travel time, and I couldn't I uh, couldn't plan carefully enough my arrival time. So I like being in the city, and I like being near the city, um, and being at Piermont, sort of just on the edge of the city, I can still get out to work and 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 
not be impacted so much by the traffic issues. So it was mainly traffic. So I could imagine then when you had events in the city, like a marathon or something, you'd be locked in, you couldn't get out. Uh, you could get you could get out, but it wasn't easy. So you had to, you were always uh, having road closures or um, other issues were um, other big events like obviously the Opera House when there was a, an event on the Opera House there was major traffic issues. Um, so it was, you said why, that was the main issue. The, the sport was lovely, it was close to everything but um, traffic in the end was the, the, the big issue. So bear with me with using geographical terms, that was a push factor that pushed you out. What was the pull factor to Piedmont? Um, well, the attraction was I still liked to be near the city, and um, I need and uh, I didn't want to go too far out of the city, and so I I looked around, sort of on the eastern side, and I thought, well, if I need to east of the city, and if I need to then travel, I'd be still travelling through the city. Mm. Most of my work is sort of um, on the north north shore or. Um, West, so I thought, well, I'll, I'll get on at the western fringe somewhere, um, and, and Piedmont was uh, close by. Okay, so um, do you mind me asking, do you do you rent or do you buy? And if you do rent, um, how's the tenure been? Um, I've been in the same place I've rented for um, the ten years I've been there, and um, it's it's been it's been really good. Um, the uh, landlord's been. Uh, been um, uh, really helpful and uh, even during the COVID, like everybody else, they uh, supported you by um, reducing the rent, which was nice of him. Um, I hope others benefited along those lines too. So, um, But I've been in the same place uh, for the 10 years, so I haven't moved uh, within Piermont, I've stayed in the one, the one place. So when you came here 10 years ago, like my interest at the moment is we, I'm a geography teacher and we um, have a syllabus point where we study a suburb and the suburb is Piermont and we study an urban dynamic and the urban dynamics urban renewal. Um, what have you noticed um, in the 10 years, because I know this area was completely leveled in the 90s. Have you seen any changes or evidence of urban renewal? Yeah, we're sitting next to a bike lane and I'd imagine one thing that I, when I um, was looking, uh, I wanted a car space mm. uh, as part of the, I had a list of sort of requirements for the where I was living and one was a car space and I'd imagine any person that lived, uh, that doesn't have a car space and has to park on the street has lost a lot of of um, uh, potential parking spots because of the, um, the the bike lanes, that was a big thing. Um, the uh, light rail was already there, mm -hmm. um, and uh, but it's uh, the the one for me that is the most obvious development recently is the is the bike lane. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware, but they're moving their developing uh, more rail networks. We're going to have a rail uh, station at Piermont. And, a station, uh, not the light rail, yeah, a station. Uh, 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 train station. Wow. Mm. And so that's that's uh, it, the next one in the pipeline. So that'll uh, that'll um, uh, create some uh, development for sure. Um, whereabouts in Piermont, do you know? Um, I think it's, I think it's 
down Harris Street, um, sort of east of Harris Street, down toward Darling Harbour, I okay. think, but I'm, right. I, I'm not 100% sure. All right then. I know the train station's going to go under my build. Uh, the railway's going to go under my building because I got a note about it the other day. Oh, really? So could oh, be well, interesting times. I hope I don't fall into <laughs> <laughs> fall in the tunnel. Well, I, I live in Pennant Hills, and I've got the um, the the the. The North Connects. The North Connects under me. Quite literally, it's underneath me. And then when I go on to um, Google, it looks like I'm living on a freeway. On a, there you go. Well, I hope you, too many trucks don't rattle you home. <laughs> no, that's right. Um, are you okay to try and um, answer a couple of ge geographical-based questions? Give it a go. Give them a go. Yeah, sure. I'm not a geographer, but we'll, we'll give it a go. There's a right. there's a large cliff behind me, so <laughs> uh, and maybe I know what the swash zone is on a beach, but that's about All it. All right, then take us back a few years. The first thing is, have you noticed any sort of um, uh, social inequalities in the area? Because this was a pretty uh, urban working-class area in its day. Yeah, I think there's a like if, if you talk socio-economic, I, I think it, there, there's a large uh, range of socio-economic backgrounds here. So I, I, I notice that I, I, um, I think in in the apartment block that I'm in, I'm aware of um, a large number of. Um, Street cleaning in here, we're in a cafe. There you go. <laughs> in Town Square. There you yeah. go. Good to see the council. We're okay at the moment, thank you. Good to see the council still working. Um, oh, sorry, Glenn, would you like another coffee? Uh, no, I'm right. Have a black coffee, please. A black coffee, please. I'm right, uh, I'm right thanks. Thank you. Um, uh, in the apartment, I, I, I'm aware of there's a number of um, apartments where. Uh, numbers of people are sharing the apartments so it's it's maybe it's akin to if you want to start living toward the city or on the fringes of the city the rents are in the um, public forum is going up and mm. uh, quite steep so are they um, queues for rentals here or they go pretty are they are they I think they go pretty quickly um, mm -hmm. there, there's probably a, um, a large demand for it still Okay. Um, and they, when they come on the market, I, I would think that they go off pretty quickly. So, I've been coming here for 23 years, and in the 90s before, as I mentioned before, um, I haven't seen any homeless people today. I did once last year. Have you seen much uh, There are some, and that's why I said there's a, you know, I mean, um, there's, uh, but they, they, they move through I think they move through the place they're sort of not mm -hmm. uh, domiciled or, or fixed in any one area mm -hmm. um, but I you do see it but it, it's it's more the exception rather than the you don't see that mm -hmm. regularly but you do see some and as you said you haven't seen any today um, I see some and have seen some I mean I, I, but not regularly as you're saying but I wouldn't say regularly no yeah. I, I think I my impression was I saw more when I was at Circular Quay. Yeah. Um, around the, you know, that that hub, um, there was one elderly lady who was homeless and had obviously set up her her little sort of site was just um, under the 
near the ferry wharf and um, she was there for all the four years that I was there wow. um, in the same spot. In fact, when they were doing some refurbishment of the wharf area, they, the work uh, people took into account to her little spot there and, and looked, after uh, looked after her and sort of made sure she could get in and out and all of that sort of thing. So she was there for the whole four years. Um, I was happened to be down there the other day and I was curious to see if she was still there, but she wasn't. So, um, but we didn't, uh, you don't have anyone sort of a, a permanent homeless person that I, I could point to. Um, okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I've shown my students the social housing that's in the area and the affordable housing. If we move on to um, the economic character of the region, it sounds so formal, doesn't it? Anyway, the economic character of the region. I've noticed there's a difference between down what I call the East Precinct, where the walls are, Piedmont Bay Wharf, Darling Island Wharf, James Bay Wharf, and even the three of them are different. One's sort of more touristy, maritime, the middle one's residential with the, the park areas and the, the, the Jones Bay one is very much uh, professional suites along there and different sort of marinas there. But you live in what I call the Ridge West Piermont region, so that's your expertise. What are the services and facilities like here for you and have they developed and they meet well, the needs? Well they're great, that was part of, the, that was an attraction, was, was just um, the, uh, the only thing that's not nearby is a petrol station, but that's oh, yeah. okay, you're on the road enough to, to, uh, to but having said that, um, uh, home services, uh, shopping, uh, there's, a, there's um, one opposite me, uh, a supermarket opposite me, um, obviously um, if you're into um, bars and pubs and cafes, uh, well Piermont's got a plethora of those, yeah. um, no, no shortage of those. Um, it, 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 it's, it's better than it was in terms of supermarkets and daily shopping than being in, in, in 10 years in, um, well better than circular key was oh yeah sorry yeah. Um, circular key had to go wandering a bit to find a supermarket yeah. but uh, or the equivalent of a supermarket and and being in a touristy area down there it was more um, uh, the prices of everything were through the roof of course oh, yeah. um, but um, the services are, being, are good here uh, you've got every I find that you know um, well for what I'm looking for and what I need that's do you, do you do your medical and your dental and your legal uh, here or your accounting um, or that's all elsewhere in Sydney medical and dental is still in the city yeah. uh, it's probably a uh, medical's a trade-off of when I was yeah. um, at Circular Quay, I, I yeah. had to find a doctor. So I can't even a imagine finding a doctor in the city. No, well, <laughs> well, in fact, I asked the concierge, I said, yeah. and, and they said um, uh, the answer was he went to uh, this particular doctor. So I said, okay, well, way it went. Yeah. Uh, the dental one's an interesting one. It's a I had a long association with the family and. Um, his father was a dentist and, and um, he moved his practice into the city, so it was closer right. to me. So, um, Thank you very much. So that was, uh, that you, was really Would you like another coffee or anything? No, I'm a good, thanks. Right. Thank, you. Thank you. So those services are good, they're, they're handy. Um, but I, I, like, you're right, um, you could walk past, you could walk past building after building and not realise what's in there, you know. Um, mm. 
So, but but if you go hunting around, you can find it. It's, it's well serviced. So so as a I'm going to call you a non-local resident. Ten years, like there's been residents have been here for decades oh, and yeah, generations. Sure. Um, how would you describe the other services and facilities, in particular the um, Piermont Community Centre? Have you made any use of it or are you aware of it? Or? I'm aware of it only because I see flyers and brochures there and uh, it was um, not so long ago we were voting in an election and that was the, that was the spot you had to go, although having said that I, I was uh, working on the day so I was an early voter. Um, but uh, I'm aware of it, but I haven't made any any sort of acquaintances. The acquaintances you make are the same people you see in the lift going up and down in your in your lobby, you know. Yeah. So, um, but I, uh, the only yeah, I, I'm aware of functions that uh, might be uh, on because you get a flyer or you get emails from the um, from the uh, front office. So, so you tend to keep to yourself, and it's a it's it's a place where you live, and you you, you lived your life in Sydney, based here. Yeah, uh, that's it. I, I, I keep pretty uh, a fairly quiet existence in, yeah. in the sense that you know it's not a it wasn't a move to increase social contacts. Yeah. It was a move that I I, uh, I liked the area. Um, it had services uh, that I. Um, uh, nearby, which I enjoy, um, uh, can't argue with the fish markets yeah. 200 yards away or yeah. 200 metres, and uh, um, uh, so it was. It was a, um, a lifestyle change, but something that you wanted to be comfortable and enjoy the area. The area is nice. So uh, this is probably more about from your observations, but one of the things we're interested about are the terms, and when we, we talk about this concept called the culture of place. And a couple of the expressions, you know, what are your observations or even maybe your interaction with, say, the architecture, the streetscape, the heritage, architecture, the noise, colour, street life, energy, vitality and lifestyle? It's a mouthful, but... Yeah, there's, there's a fair bit. There's, a, there's an absolute contrast. If you walk down some of the uh, smaller streets, there's these tiny terraces yeah. and the, they're... Uh, you often uh, like I, I think that it's, it's no bigger than the apartment that I'm in, but it's actually a home and a dwelling rather yeah. than an apartment. You'd never call if you own one. You wouldn't say you lived yeah. in an apartment. You own a yeah. you own a. But they're tiny. They they are really quite small, um, and yet you walk around the corner and then you've got you know apartment blocks going up, you know, ten and twenty stories and. Um, so there's that contrast, um, whether it's a good thing or not, it's not for me to comment, I guess. I, I don't have a, any strong opinion either way. But there is the, you can see the age of the place when you're on the, uh, when you're walking around. Um, the, uh, I think an interesting issue was um, when they did the, uh, lockdown laws in the inner city. There was a distinct. Initially, there were the, sort of the cr crime. It's probably the wrong word, but the the, the antisocial behaviour moved to the casino precinct initially, yeah. and there was lots of trouble around the place initially. But then, then it 
you know, like ev everything, it's quietened down, or at least I haven't heard. It might be just considered the norm now, but I haven't heard or haven't experienced it myself. But I was very conscious that I was hearing of, of difficulties um, soon after the lockdown laws were, were really? um, um, enforced in the in the Kings Cross Darlinghurst area, and they tried know, to move to other and they, they just moved instead of you know they just moved the problem from point A to point B uh, because uh, I'm not sure if you're aware that uh, the casino was exempt from those lockdown laws. Ah, right, so, you realise that. Okay. So uh, there was no um, there was no problem with it. Mm. So well, actually, that preempts something I had in my mind. Didn't know how to bring it up, but I'll use it as a segue. Have you have you have you felt safe in the area all the time, or you feel safe safe now? I have. I have felt safe. Yeah. Um, it, you know, um, if I'm if I'm out sort of late at night, and it's it's not an issue. Saturday night, if you're out, is obviously you're in the city, and yeah. so there's lots of people and lots of you know activity. But I feel safe in my uh, in the apartment. I feel safe in the area. Yeah. I feel safe walking around. Never uh, as I did in, in the city. So okay. it was never. It was. It's never been an issue. Touch wood. You know. So the the final thing I want to touch on is um, we have this concept called GDFE growth of the suburb, the development of the suburb, the future of the suburb, and the E stands for sustainable, you know, environment in the suburb. Probably the one I'm more interested in is a person who's been here for 10 years and you've seen changes occur. You were aware, I assume, of what it was like in the 90s and prior to that. Um, what do you think the future is looking like and is there any evidence of plans that you're aware of? Well, <clears throat> I think the, the future is looking pretty rosy. Uh, there's a couple of issues there. Uh, they're redeveloping the uh, fish market uh, oh, right. area, and um, it's making it more um, modern, I guess. Which would be it'll be an interesting development. It'll be interesting to see what they they're, they're shifting at virtually 500 metres. So it'll be interesting to see what they uh, their plans are for the actual site that the fish mar current site that the fish markets are on. Um, I'm surprised, actually, that there's they're, they're putting in a rail station mm -hmm. in here. Piermont's well serviced with the light rail at, at the fish mm -hmm. markets, at the casino. There's another stop that take um, uh, on on the light rail network and the buses. There's a bus. Mm. Two buses into the city, two different buses if you want to go to Central or if you want to go in, uh, in, closer to the centre of the city. So it's well, it, it's always been well serviced, I mm. believe, with public transport. Um, so I'm surprised that they've, I presume they've done research and decided that there's a need for a, a rail station. Um, um, I, I wouldn't have thought that there was that that um, need. Now, it could be, it could be just um, facilitating bringing people from other areas into Piermont rather than servicing the people in Piermont. So, so a, a through, so you just remind me, we're sitting, as you said before, we're right next to the cycleway. What street's this one? It goes up to the mount. Uh, Pier, uh, Union Street. Right, we're in Union Street. and. 
quite clearly the bikes come flying over the hill down here. They're not living here. They must be transitioning from Balmain and places like that. And they to are go to the city. because and there's this, uh, there's the route straight up over the Anzac Bridge yeah. and brings them down on a dedicated bike lane straight yeah. down to Darling Harbour and then over the um, um, Darling Harbour into the city. So uh, there are and and I mean casino would be a, 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 a large employer of casual oh yeah um, good point yeah casual people so and the bike lane goes the bike lane <laughs> goes straight past the uh, casino and uh, uh, so i would imagine that a lot of the casual staff um, would would um, you know utilize the bike lanes um, and that's, um, from, from my students' perspective, that's also a component of what we call active, um, active um, transport. Yeah, right. So you, you've talked about the bus, lack of parking, the walking, you can walk to the city quite clearly, yeah. you know, it's just behind me now, and you've got um, the trains. And now there's also those, if you're inclined, to ride bikes yeah. or scooters. I can see up the hill just there near the Anzac Memorial just there, they've got all those bikes as well. Which you... Oh, the uh, higher bikes. Higher bikes, yeah. yes. And there's and, and there's a large number of um, uh, car rental spots, you know, the little yeah, hubs. Yeah, the go-get, yeah. Go-get. There. There, there, there's... Um, um, so i reiterate what I said earlier about the... Um, it's well-serviced. The area is well serviced, um, and, and being close to the city, I guess it it would want to be. Otherwise, it would die. You know? So we'll, we'll try and wrap up. This will take a lot of your time. Um, the demographic, like I've known the area as a dinks area, double income, no kids. But when I came through with the students earlier, it was pretty evident there were grandparents and parents with kids playing in the park at the point and the rest of it. Have you noticed more of that? Are people with kids uh, in the park? I'm actually, uh, I, I've uh, I've noticed or I believe the trend would have been an increase in the number of families or slash uh, with young young students. Um, you see um, it's really evident uh, obviously at the end of the school day when you um, are walking anywhere and just the number of students that are walking through and you, mm. can, you can pick their uniform and know where they're from and there's quite a there's quite a, um, a diverse range of schools that are represented by families obviously in the area um, I'm not sure where most of them would be um, would be living but they're certainly in the area because they're getting off buses and then dispersing in the immediate area so and I think that trend has increased in the 10 years I've been here. I didn't, I, w I wouldn't have thought there were as many um, younger families in the area when I w first moved in. Now, that's, there's no, I haven't done any study, that's just an empirical um, comment where, I, where I've, um, what, what I would think yeah. I've noticed. Well, the census material would cover that, and yeah. I could do that from a secondary sources point of view, but okay. like my observation in 23 years hasn't changed. I think the interesting thing would be is whether it's someone like you who's come into the area, or it's dinks that have had kids and decided to stay with their kids. Yes, oh, well, that's it. And that's yeah. the one. I mean, that would be the interesting uh, little bit of research, yeah. but, but you certainly, uh, as I say, uh, the impression is if you're ever around the area 
3.15 to 4 o'clock, mm. there's plenty of, plenty of students who are getting off, off buses in uniforms and the uniforms are uh, a, a um, uh, fair array of this cross-section of the schools. And there are schools in the area, of course. There's, yeah. uh, there's um, International Grammar School and, and um, oh, course, yeah. um, there's another school. So, so there's obviously, a need. if there's schools in the area, they must be there for, to service a need. So that's good. So we've covered off a few things on the future. We'll, we might wrap up now. Is there anything you'd like to add just to give us a bit of a feel for the community? Like from a... It's a nice area. I enjoy it. Yeah. Um, it's it's uh, nice and convenient to everything. You can, as you said, you can walk into the city. You can, uh, you can get out of the city if you need to get out. And even um, peak hour traffic, you know, the, up over the Anzac Bridge, it's... It, uh, you bumper to bumper, but it flows, and they're doing a lot of work on the other side of Anzac Bridge there, which is going to um, uh, down there at uh, Victoria Road at Roselle. Um, there, um, uh, it's going to um, improve the, the flow at peak hours even more. So it's a good area, like it, recommended to anybody. Thank you very much, Glenn, for your time. We might have another cuppa or... That'd you know. be nice. <laughs> Thank you, Mum. Take care. See you.